and welcome to another fantastic edition of the Photography Bar podcast. It's Mark here and I've had a busy couple of days. I've been at the photography show and the video show. I was there on the Monday and the Tuesday um, and had a really great time. On the Monday I was really there as a customer. Um, I bought the new R6 so I'm well chuffed about that and on the Tuesday I was there really to interview people for you guys. Um, however, I did bump into friend of the show, uh, Tommy Reynolds on the Monday. Um, I did see his talk which was fantastic um, so I managed to have a quick chat with him afterwards and um, here's how it went. Tommy Reynolds how you doing? I'm doing very well man how you doing? Yes I'm all good thank you very much we are using the most smallest microphone to do this interview <laughs> today. It looks very James Bond-esque I love it. Yeah yeah it's all right isn't it but um, ho hopefully the audio is good. <laughs> it's the first time I've done it in this sort of setting. Um, so must say great talk man I really really enjoyed it. Oh thank you so much man I really really appreciate that thank you. No worries no worries I found it really really interesting so uh, um, for, for those who weren't here where were you? Um, <laughs> But yeah, the, I mean, a quick synopsis, I mean, tell me if I was wrong, it's basically making personal work pay. Uh, Absolutely, yeah, yeah 100%. Um, so basically, um, it was just, Tommy was describing about how, you know, if you, you're doing these personal products and how to pitch for brands and, and how to basically get them on board, either pay for your expenses or even pay for profit maybe here and there perhaps. Um, so, so there we go. Um, but I must say it, it ended on this fantastic video um, which Tommy did for, for Leica. And um, I just want to ask a couple of questions about that. So first of all, how did you get inspiration for such? It was a very moving story. Um, and perhaps for our listeners, if you can explain yes. what it was and, and, and yeah, how, how you got to do it. Yeah, absolutely. So the um, personal project in question with Leica, it was a project that it wasn't. It wasn't down. It, I wasn't going to use Leica specifically. It was an idea. It was an idea that I had for a while, and then Leica came aboard right at the very early, at the late stage of it. But the idea itself, I've got a YouTube series called A Portrait of, and every episode I interview and photograph someone different. And for this episode, for the latest episode, we interviewed and photographed my friend Hazel. And Hazel is a, f a friend of mine, and she. I was planning on photographing her wedding, and unfortunately. Hazel and her partner, their, their relationship ended. And when Hazel came to me and said, I still want to do something creative with you, what about if you photograph me in my wedding dress? Because she spent quite a lot of money on this particular, uh, particular dress. It's a 1920s theme, very Gatsby-esque uh, type. It looked very cool, I have to say. It was, it was really cool. Because uh, I remember she even sent me a picture of it when she first bought it. And I thought, oh my God, this is going to be amazing. Like It was going to be a 1920s themed wedding. And uh, so it sounded amazing. And so rather than all of that going to waste, she said, can we still take some shots? And I was like, of course I will. How great is that? What an opportunity. I felt privileged to do that. But then I thought the last thing I would want to happen is when I posted these images, I didn't want people to think that it was just another bridal shoot because there was so much more meat to the bones with this. Yeah, I understand. And why we were doing this. So I thought maybe Hazel could be a good subject for the next episode of A Portrait Of. But because it was so raw and so kind of vulnerable, I thought oh, there's no way she's going to say yes to being interviewed about why we're, why we're doing it. But I asked her anyway, reluctantly, expecting a no, but she said yes. She said, yep, I, I really want to do this. I want to tell everyone what I couldn't find online, what, I, what advice that, wasn't, that didn't come to me that I had to find. So with that, we created this uh, interview and the shoot based around the wedding dress and we interviewed her as well. And then at the very late stage, we got Leica on board. So instead of using my Canon, my usual camera, 
we use the Leica SL2 for this project. Well, that was going to be one of my questions, you see, because, you know, obviously we're talking about the pictures, you're pitching to quite a few different companies. Yeah. How, how do you get someone like Leica on board when you are primarily a Canon user, right? I mean, was, is there, do they quibble about this? They go, well, no, he uses Canon, doesn't use Leica. So do you get any issues with that? I mean, I'm using Leica as an example, yeah. but it could be anybody. No, it's a really good question. And um, what, what is interesting is not all brands are the same. So obviously there are different PRs and head of marketings that will have different opinions about that type of thing. Some brands are a little bit more skeptical to work with me, knowing that I shoot Canon, but I'm not an, a Canon ambassador. Mm. Uh, you know, I've, I, I've, I've, I've worked with all sorts of brands and currently I, I have a Hasselblad, I use a Sony Compact, I've got a Canon mirrorless, I've used Nikon in the past, so I'm not kind of labeled to one brand. And it's quite nice because by not being associated with one brand, it means I can have an unbiased opinion and work with all these different brands. But some people, as you quite right said, some people are not as keen to work with me. They want more of an exclusivity, but some brands are totally open, as was Leica in this case. They were happy to work despite knowing that Canon is my usual camera. I mean, one of the main things I got from your talk is just, what have you got to lose? Try it, right? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, 100%. You don't ask, you don't get. I'm a firm believer, and as I said in my talk, 90% of those brands I've worked with are because I've gone to them and reached out and seen if they want to work with me, yeah. So, yeah, so I think that was the overall point of it, which I thought was very inspiring, so, so thank you for that. Um, on was just a couple of questions about the show. Um, how's it feel being back? Oh, my gosh, it's so nice to be back. It's been 18 months. And I mean, I must say I was very nervous about giving my talks as it's been so long since I've done that in front of a live audience. Very nervous, but so glad that I did it. And it's just so nice to be here in general. I mean, being here at the trade show anyway, it's my favorite, one of my favorite dates in the calendar. It's so nice to put uh, faces, uh, to put names to faces of people that you might have been following online. Loads of great tech, of course, and also the, uh, the great talks as well from people that you've been following as well. And photography can be quite a lonely place sometimes. We, can, we work on our own a lot, we edit on our own. So the trade show itself is just a nice opportunity to see and reach out to and network with other people. So I've loved it. Awesome stuff. And one final question. Um, I also bumped into you earlier after the talk and you said you were going for a bit of a mooch. Is there anything you're looking for, buying, looking to buy, or is it just general, general window shopping? Well, I must say I, I did purchase the Canon R5 quite recently, so my bank account's still, still, <laughs> still, still recovering. Yeah. St still recovering. <laughs> so I think at the moment I'm just mooching around. Um, like for example, lenses for hire. I'm, I'm looking at those guys, potentially working with them. I've used them in the past and really like working with them. If uh, I'm thinking of making a post. In fact, I, I, I borrowed the R5 and R6 from those guys and then decided I want to get the R5. But in, I think in general, yeah, I'm just happy to mooch around and just uh, see people that I haven't seen in a while. So nothing in particular, but who knows? We are only on day three. There's still another whole day yet. Yeah, we can't. We can't. Very, very few photographers leave this show without buying at least one thing, I, I kind of guess. Exactly, yeah. yeah. No doubt. You come find me at the, uh, this time tomorrow. There will be something in my basket. <laughs> yeah. no brilliant stuff brilliant stuff um, and then one last thing um, the talk that you did today is it will it be available on your YouTube channel later or uh, unfortunately not so one of the reasons um, that this obviously trade show smaller is it meant some exhibitors couldn't be here some vendors couldn't be here and sadly um, my 
video guy who usually comes as part of Pixapro and other brands. Unfortunately, couldn't be. Ah, uh, okay. It's, it wasn't filmed, but I may film it just solely for my YouTube as it seemed to get a good response today. It certainly did. And if you uh, if you do put it on your YouTube channel, do let us know because we'll give it a shout out because it was an amazing talk. And any, I mean, it's the kind of talk that's good for professionals and for amateurs. I think you know, looking to make it or or a, or a professional looking to sort of maybe diverse their portfolio or whatever. So yeah, definitely worth seeing. Thanks again, Tommy, for taking the time to speak to me today and do enjoy the rest of the show. Pleasure. Thank you ever so much. No worries. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, Tommy is, is a lovely chap and his work is amazing as well. If you haven't checked out his YouTube channel, please do. Um, there's lots of really interesting information on there. He's very good at giving advice um, for a load of different things regarding the photographic industry, what to do, whether it's technical or how to approach clients or how to do all sorts of things. So do check his YouTube channel out. Um, so, on to the Tuesday, and that's when I did uh, most of my interviews, to be fair. And um, my next um, my next interview was with a chap called Paul, and he's from Wex. And um, this is what um, happened when I sat down with him. I am joined by Paul Wareham from uh, Wex Photo and Video. How you doing, Paul? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm all good, thank you very much. Um, it kind of feels like the calm before the storm today. Indeed, indeed. Hopefully uh, things, in the last couple of days, it's been very, very busy. Uh, it's been good busy speaking to customers, seeing them again. It's been a while. So um, hopefully a uh, good final day is ahead of us. So good to be back at the show then, right, after the what's happened. It is really good. And actually, do you know, a lot of the customers that we've been speaking to and, and serving over the last few days, they're happy to be here. A sense of normality. Uh, it's, it's great to be here to, to serve them and, and, and meet their meet their needs and just have a have, just have a nice conversation with customers again it's good to be back yeah, yeah I, I, and I can understand that I mean um, I was just saying to you before we started recording and uh, which was quite a surprise to you I thought but uh, yeah I mean I think of Wex as very much an online presence um, mainly because I don't see a Wex store sort of everywhere I guess I know you've got a big one in Milton Keynes um, so how important is this sort of event for for you for Wex that you know that kind of thing yeah so we uh, so traditionally, Wex photo video has always been very, uh, very strong and very visible online. Yeah. Um, we we do have ten stores. Uh, actually, we've just recently opened a brand new store in Leeds, uh, and we are also opening a new store in Newcastle. So if anyone is is in and around the area, please do pop. Yeah, in check here. them out, guys. Yeah, check them out. Absolutely. Uh, so it's really important for us to be here. The we're 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 a big name. Uh, photography, videography. It's it's all about local communities. So being here, being present, being visible, uh, and as I say, being able to serve customers who haven't been able to get out and speak to us, uh, obviously for, for various reasons, uh, mainly COVID related. So it is important that we're here and we're, and we're glad to be here to be serving our, our customers and meeting new customers as well, which is good. Yeah, I mean, I mean, okay, my car's on table. I used to work for Jessup's back in the day. Oh, boo. Oh, what do you mean, <laughs> no, boo? I can't say that. <laughs> Jessup's are great. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I, I work for them when, they were mainly on the high street. Yes. Um, and I understood how important it is to speak to a customer, let them look at the products, because obviously it's a big investment. So I find that really interesting that someone that I always associate with online actually also finds that really important just to meet the customer, show the customer, and, and just have that expertise. Absolutely. And that, that's kind of, that, that's our model, really. We, we, know, we know customers are, are looking for 
impartial expert advice. So our model is very much a case of we, we know we're a destination. We're, we're not going to have hundreds of stores around the UK. That, that's, that's not the model at all. Um, but we want to have bricks and mortar in, in the key conurbations around the UK. So for those customers who want to have a conversation, who want to pick up products and actually speak with real experts, because our people are experts, they're all photographers and videographers, and, and sometimes just having a conversation and helping them, point them in the right direction and buying a product that actually may be cheaper than the product they wanted, but it's the right product for them is, is really important. So the fact that we can do that is, is, is very good. Trusted expertise in, in this industry is massively, massively important. Yeah, yeah it really is. It, it really is. And we, we like to think we're, we've got lots of uh, proof points to, uh, to tell us that we are really trusted. Our Trustpilot score is amazing. Our Google scores are really, really good. So, um, yeah, pe people, people trust us, which is great. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So, um, I just thought I'd have a quick chat because obviously it's been a while since we've been able to go to an event like this. So, buying trends, um, I mean, what, what's hot, what's not, what's, um, what's leaping off the shelves? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. So, there's, there's a couple of, couple of things that we've seen. So, uh, last year, big, some big announcements from Canon, uh, namely around the R5 and the R6, which are great cameras yeah. um, we've had a lot of interest uh, in in those uh, this year this at uh, this show the RF lenses as well have done really really well um, we've what we've noticed as well is there's a lot of photographers who have had to broaden their their, their skill set so moving into into video uh, and as a result of that they're having to to really um, complement their current kit with some some video led accessories so uh, things like uh, loop deck have done really really well wacom so the tablets have been really really popular and um, people because they're shooting more video work and requiring audio so again we've 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 done our usual um a great trade with, with sort of traditional hardware cameras and lenses but we're, we're seeing a big uh, movement uh, essentially from sort of traditional photographers that are moving into that video space I see, and that's, I'm assuming because, I mean, with with way mirrorless is, obviously you pretty much have a video camera and a stills camera. That's right. In, in, yeah, in. that's right, exactly. And you don't necessarily need to spend a lot of money to, to, to improve your kit. That will allow you to shoot, photo, to, to shoot stills and also shoot video. So it's just being able to complement that. And again, come to us and ask, ask the right questions and, and get some good advice as, as to what may be um, fit for purpose. Excellent stuff. And how, how, I mean, I've always been interested, you know, when setting up an event like this, I mean, it must take, well, I guess, a long time to put together, get the staff, get the stands, get the products in. I mean, can you tell me a little bit about that? I, I can try. No, it, you know, it is, it's, it's quite frantic, but the, the operation is, it, it's a, it's a well-oiled machine, which, which sounds quite cliche. We come in on the Friday, uh, we know exactly how we're going to merchandise the stand before we even get here. So all the prep work's been done. Essentially, we need to build the stand, bring the stock and, uh, on site, merchandise, and away we go. So we did all that on the Friday to then uh, be open and ready for business Saturday morning, 9 a.m. A weld oil machine indeed, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Cool, and obviously there's some great deals on at the moment. Um, I know the R6 is on a, on a good deal at the moment. Is that gonna continue after the show, can you tell me? Or it's a bit of a cheeky question, this one. Oh, it's very cheeky. Uh, so, uh, is it gonna continue? There, there's, there's always great deals out there. I think the with the show being in September uh, this year, we're not a million miles away from Black Friday, so um, I can definitely say there will be a lot of deals uh, online, in-store, 
um, coming up to the uh, to the Black Friday period, that's for sure. Excellent. So everyone, if you couldn't make it to the show, I mean, where were you? Um, but um, yes, uh, check out Wex on, on, on the Black Friday because there might be some deals on that well, well, well needed kits that you might need. So um, yeah, well, Paul, thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure um, having you come and speak to me. Um, you, you really did skirt around that tricky question. I liked it. <laughs> yeah. No, no problem at all. Nice speaking with you. I was really pleased that Wex were having a great show um, and I really got the impression that being out there speaking to end users, demonstrating cameras was something that they all enjoy doing and um, it was something that obviously has been missing over the past 18 months but um, they're back at it and um, yeah I, I really saw the, the enthusiasm coming from Paul. Um, that was also true to be said for my next interview. Um, so the next people I interview is um, Adrian and Pete from London Camera Exchange. Um, um, obviously, they're sort of similar sort of vendor um, selling cameras. Um, London Camera Exchange, they do have more sort of like the history of having stores. Uh, I mean, obviously, Wex do as well. Um, but um, I've always known London Camera Exchange as having stores from my Jessup's days, really. Um, so, yeah, here they are. So I have a great chat with, with Adrian and Pete. And um, here, here it is. Hi everyone. Right now, I am with um, Adrian and Pete from London Camera Exchange, uh, or LCE if you're on the streets. Um, so yeah, um, I thought I'd start with just having a quick chat about who London Camera Exchange are, and then we'll get on to how they're doing and stuff with the show. So, Adrian, you want to give a quick um, lowdown as to who London Camera Exchange are? Yes, yeah, certainly. Yeah, so um, we started uh, in uh, Guildford, actually. With, um, it was a... Um, two people in a partnership and they were run a photographic studio and what happened was they found that the customers were more interested in buying their equipment when they'd, when they'd used it than, uh, than, than having the pictures taken so they quickly transitioned into a sort of exchange company um, and expanded from there. You might wonder where London Camera Exchange come from if it was started in Guildford. Well, they actually, <laughs> they, actually, uh, they actually purchased a uh, company, a one shop in Bishopsgate in the city of London that was called London Camera Exchange. They actually closed that shop but took the name on, so that's why we're London Camera Exchange. And currently we have sort of 26 shops around the country, um, Newcastle in the north, Plymouth in the, in the, in the south, Norwich in the uh, east, so yeah, pretty much good coverage of England. And um, we've just recently, the original, well, the son of the original owner, uh, has just uh, suddenly transitioned the company into uh, employee ownership so everybody has got a real stake in the company now and we've always had this ethos that each shop has its own sort of um, autonomy to do what they want and so they, they, they look after their locals extremely well and, and we get a lot of local and regular customers, loyal, sorry, customers um, because of that. And I think that's unique in the trade, really. That's fantastic. I mean, I must say, Adrian, you did, you did miss the most important store in the UK, which is Leamington Spa, um, which is where I live, <laughs> literally 10 minutes away from my flat, which is just amazing if I quickly need a memory card or something. Um, but yeah, no, that's great. I mean, um, I used to work for Jessup's. <laughs> so oh, that's the second time I got that today. <laughs> um, but we'll, we'll forgive you. We'll forgive you. Oh well, thank you very much. I used to work for Jessup's bef before the first time they went under. So um, when they were a proper photographic company. Absolutely, yes. You cut that out if you want. No, no, not at all. Not at all. I, I, like, I like the friendly rivalry. Um, but yeah, so I've always known about London Camera Exchange because they've always been. Arrival as, as such, I guess yeah. it was you and Jacobs and and some others. Um, so yeah, so it's great to see that 
obviously London Camp Exchange is, is, is still going where obviously Jessup's obviously failed in, in some respects. I mean, I know they've got an online presence, but it's not what it used to be. Um, so coming back to the show, um, do you find sort of events like this massively important for um, people knowing who London Camera Exchange are or or do you find it's more about customers who already know you are coming to you anyway? Yes, absolutely. So the, 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 um, the show is really important for the awareness um, and as you can see the stand is, is quite big and quite prominent. And I had noticed that, yeah. And that's important <laughs> to us. But also the other thing is we get the a lot of the shop managers manning the stand so they're out front and they will see regular customers who they'll see in their store will come to the show as well so it's it's a it's a nice mix like that yeah and it's great having experts here who give impartial advice which i've always known for london camera exchange every time i've dealt with them which which is great nice to hear you say that it's nice to hear you say that no worries no worries well i i think shops like this are important because everything, I mean, again, when I was working for Jessup's, when I first started, no one had really heard about shopping online. I mean, this was back in 98, you know, that's, that's kind of showing my age now. Um, and then by the time I left, after I graduated uni, which is what, 2000, 2004, we were price matching the internet. So there's a massive change. And obviously that sort of stuff, I understand customers want to get the best deal, but you lose that expertise and you lose those stores, which is what happens. So it's great to see that you guys are are still kicking it basically yes and but in fact now because of the what happened through lockdown we had to sell online what we're finding now is that we've still got the uh, business in the shops and still people will visit the shops but their first part of the journey will be online and in fact a lot of regulars shop online first then come into the come into the shop later with their purchase to get the advice so you know we've really have got a nice omni-channel distribution now whereas it was very heavily towards shops before pandemic so in a way we've come out of it stronger than when we went in and that's amazing to get that balance to be honest that that's really really cool um so um to the show um pete i thought i'd ask you a couple of questions so buying trends and um what people are buying obviously we we've kind of had a year out in between um doing this event um so has have you noticed much change in what people are buying i mean what what's hot and what's not i guess at the moment i mean for us this year it's it's, it's been a, a tricky one we know that you know stock is difficult to get hold of anyway at the best of times yes. now although you are the only guys i managed to get an rf mount adapter from so that was really good we've done our best to kind of source <laughs> as uh, much kit as possible and you know the the suppliers have worked really hard as well with us to make sure that they've you know fulfilled the orders that we wish to have um, there are odd little bits here and there which are missing, which you know there is demand for, but we're able to kind of you know point people towards our stores so afterwards they can you know get in touch when that stock comes in and they can get it straight away. Um, but you know, cannons flowing out like nobody's business, you know, R6s, R5s, you know, massive game changes, and it's great to see that. Sony, you know, we've got bits going out there, we've got some of the DJI bits, Gion, gimbals, drones, you know, it's really exciting. The accessory area as well is really successful for us, namely because it's kind of this sort of market kind of place where people can kind of get involved and walk around and pick up and see what they're looking at so um, that's been really successful too yeah and uh, if there's a particular product you'd say that's flying off the shelf what oh. would you say i mean i know it's i'm putting you on the spot here yeah, but yeah i mean i'm really yeah it's gotta be the r6 yeah well, that's good, because I bought one of those yesterday myself, so... <laughs> okay, so I bought a good camera, guys. That's good to hear. It's lucky you got it yesterday, because we're pretty much out of stock now, so... Yeah. Excellent stuff, excellent stuff. Um, so, um, mirrorless is obviously a thing now. Um, DSLR's pretty much dead, you say? I wouldn't say they're dead. I mean, technology's massively improving all the time. Mirrorless is, you know, it gives that flexibility and kind of 
this new sort of technology, which is what people are demanding. But DSLRs, you know, they're still there. They're still solid units. And, you know, we're getting a lot of trade-ins as well. We've got our live trade-in section here. So, you know, we didn't come with any second-hand items, but we've got a cabinet full of, you know, a wealth of different products wow. now. So people come and see us earlier in the day and, you know, have you got this second-hand? And we say, no, but come round later on, you know, before you leave, come by again, because you never know, the person stood there at the moment might have that item that you're after. And we've got digital SLRs in there. We've got mirrorless items in there as well, but there's still the demand for them, most definitely. Any crazy old scuff that's old? Oh, oh, I'll start again. Any crazy old school stuff that's been traded in? I've looked at quite a, a lot of the more sort of modern latest kit. That's a bit where I, I kind of sit, but I don't know if Adrian's seen anything. I've seen one. Yeah, there's a there's a. I'm, I'm not too familiar with it, but it's an old Konica, and apparently they Ooh. they're going. Wow, this is amazing with a with a fisheye lens on it. So yeah, wow, that's, that's the one. Yeah, but cool. So if anyone's after a Konica <laughs> with a fisheye lens and they're at the show, although this is going out after the show, so it might be a bit late. But It'll probably make its way to a shop. Somewhere, yeah. Somewhere. Uh, speak to speak to London Camera Exchange because they have one for definite. <laughs> awesome stuff. Um, and finally, guys, I mean, as you did allude to, um, you have a massive stand. Um, how long does it take to sort of put all this together, get the staff together, design the stand? Do you guys know much about that side of it, or? Well, unfortunately, it's my job, so I know all about it. Excellent. And, I'm asking the right person. <laughs> and basically, well, when the show was in March, as soon as Christmas was over, that's when I would start doing this. But to be quite honest, it's all through the year. You're thinking about it, planning it, etc. No, it's a, it's a big task. It really is. Um, but we've got really good stand builders. We've got a good relationship with the staff. Now know what they're doing and everything. So they so again, they don't need too much handholding. Um, and it and Thankfully, touch wood and all that, it runs pretty smoothly, I have to say. But yeah, it's a huge amount of work to, to put it out. For four days, it's it's a, like four months planning for four days work, basically. <laughs> blimey, blimey, blimey. Um, so any of you people like will come into the show and you think, oh yeah, check out that stand. You know, it's taken months to sort out. So uh, awesome stuff. Okay, bit of a cheeky question now, guys. Uh, feel free to answer or not. So, um, obviously there's some amazing deals on. Uh, I mean, I got the R6 um, yesterday. Um, I mean, from when I was looking at prices a couple of weeks ago, it's almost like 500 quid off, which is amazing. Um, so, um, will these deals be on after the show or are these just shows only? We are locked in at the show. You know, we, we sometimes get people asking before the show what the deal is gonna be. It's very last minute that we actually find out. And at the show, we don't even tell our branches because we're not allowed to. You know, there's real strict rules with the suppliers. You know, they're for the show. Those are the deals, you know, and, and that's all that we can offer. So you have to visit in person to get the deals. It's simple as that. Fair enough, fair enough, guys. Um, but if you are after a deal, I mean, just keep looking. If you couldn't make it to show today, go to London Camera Exchange. I mean, obviously there are others. I have, I have spoken to Wix as well today, I'm sorry, guys. But, um, but you know, the, all these people are working very hard to give you the best possible um, advice so you can buy cameras. And like I say, I use London Camera Exchange quite a lot myself. So, um, so yeah. Um, so, yeah, keep, keep looking. Keep looking on their website and keep visiting their stores. Guys, thanks ever so much for taking the time out on your busy day to, uh, to, to speak to me. And um, yeah, I just uh, hope you have an awesome day and um, maybe I'll see you again soon. Yeah, well, thank you very much. No, it's been a pleasure. Really great to meet you, yeah. Nice, thank you. 
I really enjoyed my chat with Adrian and Pete. Um, lovely fellas, both of them. And um, it was great to see London Camera Exchange there um, doing what they do, like they always have done. You know, like I said, I, I, I've known London Camera Exchange for a long time. And um, yeah, it was great to, to have a good chat. Now, my next interview is the first of the camera manufacturers that I got to chat to on Tuesday. Um, it's Olympus. And as you probably remember from last year, they went through a bit of a change. Um, the main Olympus company um, decided to sell off the imaging area of their business to an investment company. And I must admit, at the time, I did fear the worst, but they has nothing to worry about. They are here as strong as ever. And I got to chat with two lovely people called Claire and Claire. And um, here's what they had to say. So, um, yes, hello everyone. Um, I'm back again. I'm here at the Olympus stand um, with Claire and Claire. This could get a bit confusing. Um, but yes, uh, two lovely ladies are going to speak to me today uh, regarding the show and all things Olympus. So, how's it been this weekend? It has been amazing. I'm not going to lie, I wasn't sure. I don't think any of us were sure. You know, it's been a couple of years since we've been able to do trade shows and things. Um, but what has been amazing, it's been amazing to see our end users because we've done so much through lockdown, seeing them in 2D, we actually got to see them in 3D. And I think that has been lovely, hasn't it? Really lovely. It has. And the amount of people that have come up to us and said, oh my God, it's the Claire's, it's David, thank you so much for everything you did during lockdown for us. You know all the lives, all the tech talks, um, and it's been really nice just getting to meet some of those people as well. Well, it's great to see you guys here. I mean, to be fair, you guys went through quite a year last year during lockdown. Um, I'm not sure if I had much to do with lockdown. I think it was just the way things were going. But um, So have, have things changed? You know, is it a different vibe this time to maybe two years ago when you were last here? Or? I mean, it's a, diff it's, it's a funny thing. The, the stand, the end users, the product, no. Nothing has changed. Obviously, you know, the company sold off the imaging division um, to an investment company, but the point about that is, guess what? Investment, which is exactly what the imaging division needed. And we get, we've published a roadmap, so it's all about the future. Quite important, and as I said, a lot of people said, oh, Olympus, they've gone out of business, haven't they? We're like, mm, where did you read that? There was never once, you know, printed that we went out of business. Having an investment company come in and take us forward is what we wanted, what we needed. And it's very exciting. There's lots of new things coming. Um, so we're pretty excited about it. We really are. And the team is the same. We are still here. We're the same people. We're still producing amazing kit. And, you know, our customers need to have confidence in that, that we're not going anywhere. Yeah. So have you found much difference in like buying trends then here to, um, compared to last year? Because obviously mirrorless has really taken off now, hasn't it? So I don't know if that's something that you guys are seeing much or? Um, it's interesting because I think with the launch of our 150 to 400, we launched that. That was the first product launched with the new, within the new company, under the new company umbrella, OM Digital Solutions. Um, and, you know, it's our most expensive product to date, you know, but it's also incredibly that we've seen a lot of people say, I shoot another brand and I've been waiting for this product. This is the product I've been waiting for. We're seeing so many switches because you can take out a focal length of up to 2,000 mil under three kilograms. Which is amazing. That's absolutely amazing, right? Uh, 
Um, and when you're a wildlife shooter and you know you you've got a bit more time or you're shooting all day every day it's all about the weight um, so everything's weather sealed you can crawl around doing your deer stalking doing your birds in flight doing everything with a lens that is as I said 1.75 kilos or 1.8 kilos with a body you know you can go on a plane with a professional birding kit for under seven kilos and you can put it in the overhead locker amazing that's the thing about the system it's a system thing and um, as I said I've had lots of Canon and Nikon people have been waiting in the wings the only thing is can't get the lens uh, quick enough Right, so demand is outdoing supply at the moment. Yeah, it really is. I mean, this lens, you know, has been phenomenal. We also released an 8 to 25 mil, um, nice, beautiful, wide-angle pro lens, and that's also, you know, outsold. You know, it's incredible, really incredible. Yeah, so we, we, we need the Olympus fairies to get the little hammers and their little spanners out um, and build some more. You heard it here, folks. Olympus kit is made by fairies. Okay. Um, so um, would you say that was um, sort of the hottest product you're selling at the moment? Is that the one you have most interested in? Or, or is there other products that, you know, people are really sort of buying into at the moment? Do you know what? The 60mm macro, I'm telling you, they are flying off the shelves. Um, macro is something that we're really focused on, and we have some amazing technology that delivers incredible macro shots. We had our ambassador here yesterday, Geraint Radford, doing a few talks, and people could not get enough of that lens. You've got to remember with micro four-third system and mirrorless, your depth of field changes a bit. So when you're shooting macro, it means that you can get incredible depth of field, incredible close-ups at tiny, tiny, tiny systems. And silent shooting, focus stacking, all those things make macro so much easier. No tripods, you can go fairly free, you're a little bit more mobile, you know, hashtag break free. And, you know, this is the thing about being mobile and being a bit more free with the system. You're not tied down with big backpacks and tripods on the way. And I've been with Olympus eight years and I do more photography now than I've ever done before because I enjoy it so much more. I'm not burdened by weight and by the stress of what big backpacks and that can bring. And I would say 90% of our customers say, I do photography that I've never done before. So maybe your genre is birds in flight. In lockdown, we're like, try macro, try this, try that. And we did all the videos and we did all, and people are going, oh, I didn't think I'd enjoy it because I've been so sort of pigeonholed into just doing this and their, all their horizons have expanded and for that it gives us joy, lots of joy, so yes. That's fantastic to hear. I mean, macro, I have to say, it's not something I do a lot of, but I do find it's almost like creating worlds, right? And, and with all this new gear and, and everything, and, and I don't just mean Olympus stuff, I mean, I've crossed the board with mirrorless. Um, it's almost like cheating, right? I mean, that's... <laughs> It is. Do you know what? And there's some amazing technology in the cameras. I mean, we have some features. Pro Capture, my goodness, it allows you to capture images before you've even fully depressed the shutter. Like, that is a game changer for wildlife photography. Um, live ND, live comp, these are features that, you know, we couldn't do without the, the mirrorless system. And, and they are phenomenal. And people just love that, that they're not just picking up a camera and popping it in aperture or manual and, and taking a shot. They're getting more creative with the features that we provide in the kit. And what you've got to remember is when you have a camera that's got a mirror in it, the whole time that mirror is up, you are losing information. Information is not being passed through the lens and onto the sensor. So even if it fires at 11, 12 frames a second, when it's down, it's, it's taking information. When it's up, it's not. With mirrorless, information is being fed through all the time. That's the difference. Accuracy, speed, AF, that all makes a massive difference.
Awesome stuff. Bit of bit of change of tack. You've got quite a stand here. Um, I mean, it must have took ages to put together, but what, what, what have you had going on over the past few days? So much happening. So we've had talks on the stand, as well as having uh, some of our ambassadors talk on some of the main stages. Uh, Claire and I, uh, back in lockdown, launched a little show called Coffee with the Claires, um, where we just chat. We have guests, we talk about kit, we engage with our end users. And uh, we've done a couple of those sessions here, and it's been so much fun. Uh, we've also streamed them live to our Facebook channel. So uh, if you check out Olympus UK on Facebook, you can see a lot of what we've been doing at the show. We've had Gavin Hoey, he's on right now actually, um, doing some amazing demonstrations, um, as well as our tech expert David Smith as well, he's been doing some stuff for us. I mean, Coffee with the Clares was something that we said, how do we connect with our customers, but without, you know, with it being a bit more relaxed, you know, there are lots of informational videos out there in YouTube, but what we wanted was we wanted to, our customers to see us and us to see them. And so we started Coffee with the Claires. It is now a regular feature. We have people come up to us in the show. Somebody asked for my autograph yesterday. I mean, how crazy. That is, is that? good. I'm still waiting for that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and we had a guy bring us this huge box of chocolates yesterday to say thank you for keeping me sane and keeping me loved. We've had people switch systems purely just because coffee with the Claire's and we able we launched the 8 to 25 which normally you get a big global launch you know and we managed to we got that so that was a bit of a coup for us and we've now got some really amazing and new ideas for next year we're gonna take the coffee with the Claire's to another platform so another level so we're so excited and yeah we're superstars Claire we are it's it's <laughs> it's been so strange people wanted pictures with us and like you say autograph yesterday it's just been absolutely we've got our own cups it's you know it's incredible and it was nice to bring that to the show as well i didn't realize i was interviewing a pair of celebrities uh, i'm so sorry i must be so behind the times <laughs> so um last question um what, what's next? I mean, um, is there any sort of inside goss or what's coming up next? Bit of a cheeky question, this one. Well, I mean, we just have announced uh, development of a couple of new lenses that's gone public, which is brilliant because obviously the thing is, it is about confidence. We announced the road, lens roadmap to show people that there are things in the system. People have been asking a lot about, is there a new macro lens coming, which again was on the roadmap. The joy about investment, being part of an investment company is, we can now have the green light on so much more. We know what's coming, we can't tell you. Obviously, I'll have to shoot you. That would be awful. Yeah, please don't do that. <laughs> I've got to get this out first. <laughs> but just to let you know and let all of our audits and all of our customers know, we're here, the system is amazing, we're ready to go, and there are other things coming as well. So it's, it's a brilliant time for us. We're very excited. It really is. And, and like Claire said, you know, we are upfront and we're honest and yeah. the roadmap is, is just another way of doing that. It's showing that we are still producing exceptional kit and there's more to come. Yeah. So keep your eyes peeled. Excellent stuff. Well, thanks very much for um, taking the time out to speak to, to me and also our wonderful listeners. Um, it's great to see such a, an iconic brand still up and running after the turbulent year, which it, it probably was for you guys last year. So it's great to see you back, back stronger. And um, yeah, thanks again. Thank you. Lovely to see you. Thank you very much. 
So yeah, it was great speaking to Claire and Claire. I mean, how cool were they, guys? Um, and yeah, if you haven't checked them out, um, you can go onto the Olympus site or I'm sure you Google Coffee with the Claires. Um, I'm sure you'll be able to find their content. Um, really, really cool. If it was anything like that interview, I'm sure it'll be an enjoyable watch and listen. Um, and also, thanks again, Claires, for the mug. Um, I'll definitely use it. I'll, I'll show it off with pride. No worries there. So after speaking with Claire and Claire from Olympus, I went over to the Canon stand and met up with Neil and David. And um, lovely guys, um, we had a chat about how the show was going for them. We also had a chat about the R3. So they recently, very recently, um, released the details of the new R3 camera. And um, they did have um, an example there. They had a body there and I did have a little go. It's not in the interview because we did it afterwards. Um, but it is a fantastic camera. So if you do get the chance to just hold the thing I tell you it's a camera and a half so it's definitely worth having a look so at the beginning of the interview we did actually start this outside um, just to get away from all the background noise of, of the hall um, but then the wind picked up so we decided to go back inside so halfway through the interview there is a change of background so um, just a quick warning there um, but yeah it's a great interview and here it is right then guys so I am now joined with uh, Neil and David from Canon and um, you guys must be reasonably cock-a-hoop at the moment because things are going pretty well I'd imagine yeah the R6 I hear is flying off um, I think they're all sold out at LCE and WEX I think um, so you guys must be really happy but how, how's it been for you guys um, show-wise um, absolutely fantastic to be honest um, you know last year we launched uh, two fantastic products in the R5 and the R6 and you know what was going on globally was uh, bad timing and tough time for all but to be able to come back to the show see thousands and thousands of photographers content creators videographers and you know getting our products in their hands has been absolutely fantastic and as you said yeah R6 has sold out and I think R5 is uh, certainly on its way out uh, last last deal is being done I think this afternoon Oh wow! Okay, so um, yeah, you guys, as I say, must be must be really pleased. Is that is that the main thing people are interested in this year? Do you think, or is it... I think it's um, for us. You know, um, we 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 absolutely love coming to this show, and you know, we got a we're very lucky. We've got a very big stand. We've also got a fantastic team, and every one of those team members works for Canon. So some are in the office, some are out all the time. But the, the ability to to get in front and talk to customers is, is sort of sort of great research really um, and understand what people want to look at and yes of course the products like the R3 which we only launched uh, uh, Tuesday last week uh, exciting stuff guys Ab absolutely <laughs> fantastic of course that's you know that area is absolutely swamped but you know it's it's people are coming here as well to want to start their uh, photography journey and you know if they you know have do choose to, to start it with us you know we obviously want to engage with them want to talk to them you know we've got some fantastic products all the way through and um as a, as an eos system um you know it will sort of grow with them as it were excellent stuff right just as you probably guys realize we're actually outside just outside the hall and a forklift truck just went by we actually came outside to avoid all the background noise and um well the forklift truck guy has, um, yeah, put a little, put a little foot in that. But anyway, um, moving on, we will soldier on. Um, so, I mean, I was going to talk to you about the stand because I think you guys probably have the biggest stand. Um, but it's not always about the size, guys, as we all know. It's about what you do with it. So, what has been going on at your stand over the show? So we always um, start with a, a very uh, sort of blank piece of paper because we want to make sure um, that people that do visit our stand get what they want. In of course, touch and try is pretty key. Of course, you know, our technical knowledge and advice is absolutely key. We invest a lot in that. Um, 
we do have you know hundreds of products out on display the widest widest range of lenses that we sort of collect together from various parts of the country and the world to make sure that we can we can showcase but actually it isn't always about that it's also about inspiration you know we're very lucky that um, some of our photographers or photographers that use our kit are you know some of the best photographers in the world and if we can present their story or they can talk about their journey whether you know how they started in photography or their, what their next project is um, I think that inspiration is absolutely key and then I think thirdly, which we do focus on quite heavily, is that sort of bite-sized knowledge. Um, you know, people, people invest into our products, how you use them. Now, everybody can read a spec sheet and we can communicate that, but how people use it, how you can get the best out of that machine. You know, here's a little trick for, for wedding photographers. Here's a little trick for sports photographers. We can also get those fantastic photographers that work with us to communicate that to the wider community. Absolutely fantastic. Excellent stuff. So just putting you on the spot here, tip of the day. What would you say for, let's say, well, I'm a wedding photographer, so tip of the day for wedding photography. Oh, that's a, that's a really good one. I would say, um, I'm going to change it slightly because I'm going to give you my favourite tip, if you don't mind. Absolutely, go for it. So it's, uh, it was a fashion photographer that, that works on runways. Um, uh, his tip was, ultimately, the first line that comes down, the first model comes down, poke your tongue at her. Don't take the photo, because next time she or he's coming down the line, uh, they will look at you and say, is that person gonna poke their tongue out? And I thought that was really, really, really nice uh, tip, um, yeah, to go for. That's, that's a really good one, that's a really good one. So, um, yes, the R3, so um, we'll have a talk about specs. So, the R3 has been released, well, it's kind of been announced, hasn't it? So Yes, last Tuesday. Days ago, yeah. yeah, so, Let's hear about the R3. So, wow, um, it's so amazing to bring this camera to the market and get it out there for people to see it. But interestingly, we kind of realized it a couple of days ago that um, the R5 and the R6 was launched under lockdown. So a lot of people haven't seen that, those two yet. Mm. Um, and it's fantastic, you know, at the show here to have all three of them next to each other and let people have a look at a full range of our system, which is just growing and growing, and all the lenses, um, to allow them to make the choice of what's the right camera for them. But yes, talking about the R3, aren't we? So... <clears throat> The R3 is, is right at the top there of our, our system cameras. It is, um, um, it's, a, it's, it's a professional body, um, but it's amazing how many people who are like enthusiasts and so on that are so excited for this camera you see here today. They're really excited by the new technology. There's so much new technology, and I don't know how long we've got, <laughs> but we could be, you know, we could talk for a long time about what's, mm. you know, what it's all about. But um, <clears throat> what this camera is really showing is showing how mirrorless can be really beneficial, or the technology that mirrorless gives you be beneficial to people who are used to using mirrored products, like our one series products. And it does have that look and feel and that, um, um, that, that sort of attitude, I suppose, of a one series product, but give you all the benefits of mirrorless as well, mm. which, is, which is great. I mean, <clears throat> new tech on there, you've got 30 frames per second, you've got low light shooting capability, you've got 6K video capability, uh, raw shooting internal, um, you've got a new autofocus system, you've got eye tracking, and I don't mean eye tracking as in tracking your subject, I mean tracking your eye. Wow, okay. That sounds almost that sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's bordering on witchcraft the way that it, it Yeah. <laughs> it is quite amazing. So it's um so we're actually funnily enough, we've actually had a similar piece of technology back in the nineties, uh, with some of our film cameras. I do kind of remember it. I mean I, I I've I've made this confession quite a few times today. I used to work for Jessups and I do remember there being this iFocus. I could never get it to work though. And I'm not sure that's because I shoot with my glasses on. I didn't know if that was something, but but yeah, so is this like a 
an updated version? Is this? Yeah, so Canon, um, we're, we're quite lucky. We have a huge medical division, um, which is a big part of our business. And they've been making uh, machines that um, track the eye and scan eyes for, for years. And basically, we're now using that same technology to allow you to move your autofocus points about. So previously, you'd use the, um, you'd use the joystick on there, or you'd use the screen on the back. Now you do that just by moving your eye. Wow, wow, that, that is insane, if you don't mind me saying so, that's crazy. Um, quick thing you mentioned there though, it's 6K video, whereas the R5 is 8, was there a specific reason for that, do you know? Or? Yep, so it's megapixel count. Right. So obviously you need a high megapixel scan, you know over 30, 36, 38 million to get 8K. Mm. Um, if you have less than that, you can't do 8K, you have to do 6K. Right. Um, so we've got 6K, um, you can do raw 6K or you can oversample to 4K. Right. Um, you can do 4K 120. And actually this is shooting differently. This is shooting using, um, it doesn't use the line skipping, um, which, the, um, which is what the R5 does. So officially this should have better image quality on video than the R5 and the R6, which is really interesting. Wow, okay, that is interesting. And another, and another point on the, um, the video capability, which is interesting, is that because the, R, um, the R3 is such a big body compared to like the R5 and the R6, it means we can have the components inside there further apart. It's got a big magnesium alloy body, which means you can shoot for longer than you can with other products, as you don't get the same kind of heat buildup that you do on like the R5 and the R6. So we're waiting for the official figures on that, but I'm sure the, the public, when they get their hands on them, will soon tell us. Yeah. But it's really exciting to see how you know, we've really moved this technology forward. And this is really what the R3 is all about. Excellent stuff, excellent stuff. So um, going on back to sort of buying trends then, um, obviously the success of the R series um, has been amazing. Um, is our DSLRs dead, do you think? Or... A uh, really good question. I think uh, we're in a, a, a really interesting time because it is a, a generation change. It was 30 odd years ago that we, that we obviously moved to, to digital with EF. We're now, um, you know, fully full charge ahead, full steam ahead for the RF series. We've seen what we were launching um, last week, see what we launched um, uh, the year before as well. So uh, the technology is definitely moving forward and we're at the forefront of that. But we will always listen to customers and we have a, a full range of uh, EF, EF uh, lenses, EF cameras as well. You know, it is the world's largest range uh, of cameras. There are plenty and plenty of photographers that like the optical viewfinder, they like the, 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 the feel of an SLR. Um, we're certainly not going to walk or turn our back on them. Um, we do listen a hell of a lot and I mean a hell of a lot to photographers, a lot of research. Um, and we will build and shape our EOS system with them in mind very much so. That's uh, excellent to hear. Just want to add to what Neil said there. I mean, he's absolutely right there. Um, and what we're really proud of is that we offer cameras for the entire range of photography, whether you're just starting out. You know, we have um, the 2000D, um, we have like the M50 Mark II, the M200. Um, in the mid-range, we have cameras and then right up to the professional. That's such an important message for us that we can, we can offer, no matter what type of photography you want to do, whether you do sports and action, whether you do wildlife, whether you want to do portrait, we have a product for you. Um, and as Neil mentioned, we have so many EF lenses out there where I'm sure someone will correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's 92 EF and EFS lenses. We still Ooh, that's still a lot, isn't it? Which we, yeah, which we still have in the lineup, and we've got a lot of bodies there. And we offer um, APS-C mirrorless, APS-C mirrored cameras, full-frame mirrorless, full-frame mirrored cameras. Whatever camera you need, we have one for you. And we're, as things stand at the moment, we are dedicated to the full range. The little lens series that we have, we launched the M50 Mark II recently. 
and that has done really, really well for us. And what's interesting with that, it's different kind of buyers that are buying them now because there's so many, as Neil mentioned, content creators and sort of vloggers, they're coming into this and they're really enjoying the sort of solutions that we can give them. So yes, I know you mentioned about, you know, is, um, is mirrored cameras dead? I, I can't see it at the moment. There's so many people enjoying all the different aspects of photography and each camera has its own, its own thing. I mean, optical viewfinders are, are lovely because you have that real connection to your subject rather than looking at a screen. I mean, the, the um, electronic viewfinders are getting better, but there's still that, that difference there and some people really enjoy that. And yeah, we're making sure that these guys have the, the right products for them as well. And just the last thing on lenses as well mentioned, we're up to 150 million EF lenses we've produced now. <laughs> that's that's eye-watering when you when you put it like that. I mean, it's a lot of lot of gear, a lot of that's kit, a lot of and out. that's a lot of glass yeah. out there. Yeah. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Well, guys, thanks ever so much uh, for taking the time out to to speak to me, um, and obviously to our listeners. Um, it's been great, and um, yeah, uh, really loving the new products that are coming out. And uh, may, may it continue. No problem. Thank you. Fantastic, and uh, looking forward to seeing you in uh, 2022. Uh, we'll be back. We'll be back. So yes, it was great speaking to the guys at Canon and um, like I said earlier, I did have a go with the R3 and that eye tracker does work really well. So you put the camera to your eye, you look at the top left of the viewfinder and the, the focus point moves to the top left. It's really clever stuff. Um, I was a... I was a bit surprised on how well it worked actually because um, I, I do remember the old technology and um, that didn't work so well but this works brilliantly so um, excellent stuff. Also I, I took a picture with it, well I say I took a picture of it, they had the drive on, I pushed the button for about a second and I think I must have taken about 30 or 40 pictures straight off so um, it's a marvellous bit of kit and um, yeah definitely worth, definitely worth a look. Anyway, on to um, my next interview. And um, after um, I spoke to the Canon guys, I spoke to uh, the guys at Fuji. So I spoke to Andreas at Fuji. And um, Fujifilm, I mean, it's always a company that I've I've used, especially in the film days. Um, I always use Fujifilm and I always use Fuji developing paper as well. Um, and of course, they made the transition over to digital really successfully. And um, so, yeah, uh, they had a fantastic stand. And um, yeah, so I got to chat with Andreas and, and here's how it went. I am now joined with Andreas Georgianis from uh, Fujifilm. Um, how are you doing? Very well, thank you. How are you? Yes, all good, all good. So um, this is now Tuesday and um, it's the final straight. Yeah, it feel, feels like much later than Tuesday. It feels like we've been here a week, not four days. <laughs> um, has it been quite a successful um, show for you? Yeah, I mean, obviously, before the show, coming out of the COVID restrictions and what have you, being September, not March, we didn't really know what to expect beforehand. But um, I'd say overall, yeah, we, we've sort of like, I'd say seven out of ten. Ah, very good. That's, that's, that's good, though. It's worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Considering where we've been, the fact that the show hasn't been around for two and a half years, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're overall happy with, with that. And how do you find interest? I mean, product-wise, um, obviously, you've got... A load of um, cameras out now, mirrorless as well. Um, is a certain product that you found that people are more interested in? Um, so, the thing about our stand is we try and explain to people everything from picture taking to picture making. So, yes, we've got the cameras. Yes, we've got the Instax range. Yes, we've got our printers and what have you. But um, our stands are all about inspiring every step of the journey. So. The majority of people, being a traditional photo audience, want to come and have a look at the X-Series, want to have a couple of the GFX cameras, um, try, their lens, try our lenses on their cameras and all that sort of stuff. 
Um, so yeah, overall it's been great. We love talking to the end user, getting their feedback. Um, we, we've sort of like seen these people for, for years and years, um, and it's nice to see the familiar faces again, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, it must be quite a relief knowing that, you know, after you said we've had that that time off yeah. essentially well from meeting clients anyway and see everyone back here and and obviously reinvigorating i guess yeah exactly we we, we love talking to the um all our extended food from family and um yeah it's just nice to know that they're they're back there's there's definitely a hunger to to come and see us and and talk to us and, and things like that so um yeah it, it's great to be back Excellent stuff. And, and for, for our listeners who probably can't see, we're kind of in the heavens at the moment. We're right at the top. Um, so explain, what, what's, what's all this about? So, sorry, just to explain to the, the, the audiences, um, uh, we're actually upstairs. There's an upstairs platform at, yes. the, uh, at the Fuji stand. Um, there's a lot of cameras here. Um, so, yeah, please explain what's... Uh, so, so this is our little Mount Fuji. So, so it's a little um, stepped area, like raised it. platform. Um, and as you said, we've got predominantly cameras with telephoto lenses so that... We want people to be raised up so that they can see um, into the distance sort of thing. So every brand sort of does it. We, we like being a little bit different. So our stand's a little bit less corporate, a little bit more colorful, a little bit more, we hope, inspirational when it comes to taking pictures and uh, um, color and what have you. So um, yeah, that, that's why, um, that's what we've done. I mean, it takes a bit of sorting out, I guess, a stand like this. Um, who, who was, did you have much to do with sort of like the designing of it and the putting together? Or? Yeah, so, so thankfully we've got agencies that do the design. We've got obviously the stand contractors that do the build, but um, where things go, um, you sort of like, you, you put them where you think they will work. And then on day one of the show, you're already thinking, oh, hang on a minute, that should be angled a slightly different way. Next year, we'll, we'll change things around. And uh, yeah, I've got my little cutout and I've moved my little pieces where, where I'd like to see things next year. Excellent stuff. So you'll be here next year then, I hear. <laughs> All being well, yes. Yeah. Excellent stuff, excellent stuff. Um, so um, what else is happening with Fuji? I mean, any sort of um, things you can tell us about um, plans for Fuji and what, what any releases or... Um, any sort of news? It's, it's always difficult to, to talk about future products and, and, and things like that. So it's- uh, I understand. It, it's like, it, it's the question we get asked the most and it's the of question course. we can't, can ask the least. <laughs> um, so this question again, sorry. But, but from, from our perspective, what we're trying to do is um, explain to me, people the power of print, how important that is. Um, so be it direct printing with the likes of the Instax cameras and so like the, the printers, um, be it sort of like taking things a bit more professionally on a, on a dedicated device like um, an X-Series camera or a GFX camera. And then we've got our range of printers, sort of like, so be it the Kios that, that spit out 6x4s and, and sort of like 10x8s and things like that, or um, bigger printers as well with sort of like our, our colour know-how. I mean, we've been in this photography game for over 85 years, so it's just explained to people that in its core it hasn't changed a lot but um, we're taking more and more pictures every day, but we're probably printing fewer and fewer. So we just need to make, encourage people to say, actually, it's not really a photograph until it's printed mm. um, and explain to them that that's what, if your house was burning down, you'd rush in and get those memories that you can't repeat. Yeah, and, and that's, that's great to hear, other than the house burning down, of course. But um, yeah, I understand. I mean, obviously for me, Fuji was always synonymous with film and yeah. paper development. So it's great that that ethos is still kind of part of what Yeah, you do. imaging is at the heart of what we do. And, and so like, to, to the extent that we've got a print life exhibition right next to us. And what that is, is sort of like just again, encouraging people that, to show them the power of printing, 
we've asked people to just submit their images, people that the images that they'd like to see um, online. We've got a gallery of 500 of the images that have been submitted, and that goes for a couple more months. Yeah, and I must admit, I have had a look through the uh, the exhibition there, and, it, and it, there's some fabulous images. Um, will they be available for people to see online if yeah. they want? To? So, so we've got we've got the. Um, the, the digital gallery will be available for people to see online. I mean, the Print Life exhibition is across Europe. Um, so, so we've, as you can see from the, the exhibition here, we've got loads of different countries represented um, as well. Um, but we've been doing this encouragement of printing, so like more actively, and Print Life has been going since 2006, I believe. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's sort of like something that will continue. And as I said, it's at the heart of what Fujifilm do. And I love the fact that I'm seeing the Instax cameras. It's taking such a sort of prominent, it is quite prominent on your stand. And, you know, we always think, oh, you know, I think Polaroid kind of went. I don't know if they're still back in some form. I can't really remember. But um, it's great to see that it's, because they are fun. There's that fun element that almost digital, not taken away, but there's that, like you were saying earlier, it's about the print and how having those little keepsake photographs work really well. And it's great to see that, that they're still part yeah, the, the beauty of Instax is, if you think about it, it's especially the analog cameras, it's taking a picture that will never exist again, in many yeah. ways like film did. Um, so that's that's really important to us, it's really fun. Obviously it resonates with, with very much the um, young audience that we have today at the show. It's like obviously student day being the Tuesday, mm -hmm. um, and, and they're absolutely loving the, the Instax range. We've got a range of printers, we've got a range of cameras only, we've got a range of hybrid that do a bit of both. Yeah. Um, so, so it takes a digital print, digital photo, and then it, you can print it later if you want. Um, but yeah, the, the Instax um, part of the business is, is hugely important and resonates so much with the uh, social media generation. And because everyone just wants sometimes to just have something that isn't in the digital ether yeah. um, and just something for themselves or their friends and, and things like that. That's excellent. Well, Andres, thanks ever so much for taking the time out to, uh, to speak to me today. Um, I hope the rest of the day is nice and busy for you and then you can have a, a well-deserved rest, maybe with a beer. Yeah, roll on five o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> no worries. Thank you. Thanks again. It was great speaking to Andreas on the Fuji stand. And I, I really liked, uh, as I said in the interview, I really liked the ethos of, you know, it was about the film, you know, it was about those one-off pictures. And something that I think we lose with digital, because obviously when we, we take the digital photograph, we've got that file and you can print off from that file as many times as you want. But obviously with the Instax cameras, no, that's it. You take that photograph and that's it. And that's what photography kind of was, you know. Yeah, it was those one-offs. And um, I really like the fact that they were sort of sticking to that ethos. You know, the Instax did take such a prominent part of the stand. Of course, they had all their digital models as well. Um, you know, they were there where we were on that top platform. You know, you had a lot of cameras up there so people could take sort of pictures from far away um, just to really sort of sh show what their, their digital cameras can do. But yeah, fantastic stand. And um, the exhibition was also very, very good. And um, it is online. So do check that out. So onwards to my next interview, which was Julian at Nikon. Um, it was great to see Nikon there. Their stand was really cool. They had demonstrations going. Um, they also had these glass cabinets of their older cameras, you know, some of those iconic cameras like the FM2. Um, they also had this six millimeter fisheye lens in there, which just looked crazy. I'd love to have had a go with that, to be honest. Um, they also had their more up-to-date cameras, their SLRs, their mirrorless systems. And um, yeah, it was great to have a chat with Julian. Um, and here it is. It is.
Right, and I'm now with um, Julian Harvey from Nikon. Um, how are you doing, Julian? I'm very well, thanks. How are you? I'm fine, thank you very much. So, um, how's the weekend been? It's now Tuesday, we're coming to the end. It's about, what, three o'clock-ish now. Um, there, so you're tired. Uh, but yeah, how, how's it been overall? It's been great. I mean, honestly, it's just so nice to be back doing events yeah. like this. And I think, uh, despite it, you know, feeling quite different from other photography shows in the past, there's definitely a lighter attendance in many ways it's been it's been better and more engaging for us as a brand because we've had we've had more opportunity to have those deeper longer discussions with photographers mm. and just being face to face with people again has just been brilliant it makes such a change doesn't it i mean i know we've all suddenly had a crash course of zoom over the last 18 months or microsoft teams or whatever it is um, but yeah it, you can't beat face to face and that demonstration purpose i know she's got lots of cameras out here so um, that must be great for them I think putting cameras in hands as well, you know, there's something about, uh, particularly with our kit, you know, Nikon is sort of well-renowned for ergonomics and camera-ness and the feel of the thing of course, in the hands. And so I think it's very difficult to, to really show that in an online capacity. So I think just people being able to hold and feel the weight of bodies and lenses in their hands and kind of test them out for themselves, there's, there's really no substitution for that online. Especially with the introduction of mirrorless. Now, I know mirrorless has been around for a while, um, but I kind of feel it's kind of really sort of hepped up over the, over the past sort of year when we're all locked down, which seems to be a ridiculous time. But nevertheless, that's what's happened. Have you found sort of trends of, um, on your ranges? So um, are people been more interested in the, in the Z range or, or, the, or are they still kind of sticking to the DSLRs? Or? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in fact... Our, our, our definite perception is that where 12 months ago there was probably still quite a lot of Nikon DSLR shooters who were thinking about if they might convert to mirrorless, yeah. the, the question is not if, it's now when. Yeah, yeah. No, and I'm hearing that a lot, to be honest. I mean, obviously, you've got video, which you can do with it as well, which I know that kind of started a while ago, but with mirrorless, it's really crept on. Um, so with that, obviously, I know we have the rumours of, of the Z9, I know I'm putting you on the spot here. It's a bit of a cheeky question. Anything you can tell me about that? Yeah, nice try. Um, <laughs> what, I, what, I, what I can tell you as per our development announcement that we put out at the beginning of this year, um, it, it will be launching this year. Excellent uh, stuff. And we are, as a brand, as a team, very, very excited about it. Yeah, I've heard marvellous things about it. And uh, it's great because it's, it's kind of going to be your flagship, isn't it? So I bet you guys are massively excited to have that on the shelves and be able to demo it to people. Yeah, we're feeling pretty bullish about it. We're excited. Yeah, excellent stuff. Um, so you've got a pretty big stand. Um, what's been going on? Um, I noticed there was some... Uh, I was watching whilst um, well, I was waiting for your previous appointment. But um, yeah, I noticed there was a good um, sort of demonstration going on. Um, so what's it been like? What's been happening? Yeah, so we, we have our MPS team, our Nikon Professional Services team, um, and a lot of our sales guys who, who will be doing, doing kind of camera demonstrations and for anyone who wants to sort of play with the kit. But actually, one of our kind of favorite things about our stands and how it's constructed is about the speaker schedule and the stage. Um, that's very much controlled and presented and orchestrated by our Nikon school team, so Neil and Rishi, um, who are phenomenal speakers, phenomenal educators. And it's a real selling point of Nikon uh, as a camera brand is that we have the school uh, as, a, as a way for us to commit to photographers, not just in giving them a product, but also helping them to use it in the best possible way.
Excellent stuff. And one thing I really did note on your stand, which I really liked, was the glass cabinets of, of the older cameras. Now, I mean, I, I, I have used Nikon cameras. I had an F4S back in the day of film, and it was great to see the FM2. I mean, and I've been, note I've been sort of, as I say, I've been mentioned this quite a bit. I used to work for Jessops. I remember the FM2 being sold. It was always a lovely camera. Um, I just think it makes such a, a lovely addition to your stands because it just adds to the history of Nikon and, and, and what they were. Um, was there a specific reason for it? Is it just because of that, that history? Yeah, I mean, our heritage and legacy as a brand is, is second to none. We're pretty much the oldest brand in the yeah. business. Started in 1917 and wow. it's nice to be able to talk about our proven track record in innovation and to be able to show some of the wackier bits of innovation here, um, whether it's the six mil fisheye. I was fish just about eye, to say that, six mil fisheye, oh my word. Which ended up being Stanley Kubrick's inspiration for HAL from 2001 no, Space yeah, Odyssey. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, cameras we've given to NASA, uh, astronauts who go up in the International Space Station have only ever taken Nikon with them. That's, oh, that's true. So cool. It was that's 20 cool. years ago, as it is today. And so it's nice to be able to talk about that, not just because it's, it's interesting for interest's sake, but also because our, our legacy is really important to us because our, our past informs our present and the future of the brand. Mm. Um, I mean, a really good example of that is the FM2, you know, yeah. one of the most iconic cameras of the 70s used by Don McCullen, used by um, Steve McCurry. And, yeah. now, uh, and now we've, we've come out with the ZFC, mm. which is basically an, uh, uh, pays homage, pays tribute to that design, mm. but it's got the mind of a mirrorless on the inside. Yeah, and, and I seem to remember the FM2, it kind of came out again in the 90s, didn't it? I think there was yeah, a yeah, resell yeah. of it, sort of late 90s, which I thought was lovely. And it just shows, you know, when you, when you have a product that is, that is so good, people just come back for it. And I know, obviously, we've got the digital side, and, and, and you kind of answered that with that, with that, with that model you just mentioned, but um, fantastic. Do you think the future is with the Z range? Yes. Um, I think that mirrorless... Uh, ultimately offers us far more opportunity for innovation mm. but actually beyond that it's not so much mirrorless as that 55mm mount, the Z mount yep. gives our engineers building lenses an opportunity to be optically a lot more impressive than we were ever physically capable of with the F mount and so that, that, that really is the thing that we're most excited about and that we see photographers just just blow you know their minds are blown by the quality of some of our zoom lenses and Z, which are as good as primes in yeah. F. yeah which is, is marvelous so i mean that's something that you've definitely got in your in your arsenal as it were um so uh, last question really um with um, the people coming in through the show that you've noticed um i mean obviously i know it's kind of quote unquote student day today um, but generally have you found it being people sort of we, we touched on it earlier in an interview about how people now it's when people will be going to mirrorless but is it a lot of pros coming in and sort of looking to upgrade and maybe upgrading or have you found it's more sort of newcomers coming in buying their first camera I mean what, what have you found in, in that respect it's difficult to tell without kind of canvassing the entire show. <laughs> yeah. I think our perception has been, you know, yesterday, Monday, typically pro day was, yeah. our, was the busiest day. I think yeah. it was the busiest day at the show, it was certainly the busiest day on the stand. And I think the photography show, uh, perhaps this year more than any other, there's been a desire of people really in the industry to want to come back to it and yeah. want to be a part of it. And perhaps that desire isn't quite so strongly felt by enthusiast photographers who still don't necessarily feel like the event 
is right for them to come back into. Um, so I think I think by and large, pros and semi-pros are lots of the guys that guys and girls that we've been speaking to a lot. Um, that's not to say that we haven't seen a pretty diverse age range, different profile of photographer as well. And and as you say, student day today, it's been fun speaking to some up and comers and certainly seeing them sitting down and hearing from some of our ambassadors, some of our Z creators and feeling inspired by them too. Excellent stuff. Well, Julian, thanks ever so much for um, taking a time out to, to have a quick chat with, with me today. Um, it's been absolutely brilliant and it's great to see that the, the Z range is, is up there and, and, and live and kicking, basically. It's fantastic. I know my colleague Cam on the podcast, he's recently bought a Z5 and absolutely loves it. So, uh, yeah, awesome stuff. Good. Thank you very much. So yeah, it was a lovely chat with Julian and I must I was really like the Nick on stand. I loved the touch of having those old cameras there. I thought it was really cool. Uh, I mean, I remember the FM2. I remember selling the FM2 when they re-released it in the 90s. So, uh, so yeah, really, really cool. So on to my final interview of the day and um, it was friend of the show, Mark Baber. Now you might remember Mark Baber has been on our show before and um, we interviewed him in June last year, just when everything was sort of still in the midst of lockdown. So um, we're a bit of a different situation now. So it's great to catch up with him and see how he was doing and also see how Sony were getting on with the show. So I'm here now at the Sony stand with Mark Baber. How you doing, Mark? Yeah, good, good. Tired, but uh, still buzzing. Last day. Yeah, very good, very good. Excellent stuff. I mean, the last time we spoke to you was, I think, June last year, wasn't it, on, on the pod? I, yeah, I think it was, yeah. and uh, a lot has happened since. So, yeah. um, And it's great to be back at our first face-to-face -face trade show since, since lockdown. So, yeah. Brilliant. So back in the thick of it. It must be feeling great to sort of being in front of people, doing the demos, all that kind of stuff. Absolutely, uh, spot on. The, the feedback, we've just actually started to return to some small face-to-face -face events before the photography show, yep. and the feedback's been the same. A lot of customers who we've seen in the last few weeks saying it's wonderful to talk to like-minded people again, mm -hmm. um, but talk to manufacturers and also uh, pick up and use the kit. Yeah. You know, because I can physically use it in a real-world environment. Okay, this isn't a, a you know a, a wildlife arena or anything like that, but at least they get a chance to speak to all the experts, the teams all together for the first time, and uh, it's just it's just been fantastic. Um, what's been the main buzz around the Sony stand then, product-wise? What people have been looking at? Uh, good question. So uh, our lenses, uh, we've seen a lot of Sony users coming back uh, yep, with, with bodies, uh, yep. which is encouraging. Uh, obviously, coming back into the system, buying native lenses. Uh, we're looking at prime lenses, G Master, and uh, again, our entry-level uh, entry lenses and also telephoto. So a wide range of uh, specialist lenses. The A1, obviously very, uh, very popular yeah. uh, for its uh, stack layer sensor, 50 million pixels, 30 frames a second, uh, but the chance that they actually get to use it. We've had live demos, we've had talks where customers have had a chance to actually see live feeds of what the back of the camera is showing in, on monitors. And so popular demonstrations like eye autofocus, tracking, shallow depth of field look, that creative look that people can see that normally they wouldn't normally see uh, you know, online or um, you know, in a brochure or something like that. So with, with the A1, I mean, I haven't managed to speak to anyone from Sony since it came out. Um, how, how's it been? Is it, is it going well with it? I mean, what's been the general um, response for, for it? Yeah, the demand is huge for a camera like that, as you can imagine. It's aimed at the high professional, but it, I, I was interviewed the other day, actually, and it said the same thing, which anybody can buy it. Yeah. Uh, it, it, uh, it is aimed at the uh, high sports photographer, wedding, etc. you know, a, a variety of genres. So, yeah, everyone is, uh, you know, expected to, uh, uh, you know, want this latest technology mm. and um, yeah the demand's really really high so uh, hopefully our retailers have done well and um, 
you know, supported us well on that front. Well, they all seem to be doing pretty well generally because I've spoken to um, both well, the main ones, Wex and uh, LCE. Didn't get a chance for Camera World, sorry guys. Um, well, but I can speak on behalf of them as well because yeah. uh, Camera World have been uh, just as busy as the other two retailers and it's great to have all three on board again and we get the chance to see their staff and the owners and uh, you know it's it's great that they've uh, got you know uh, availability across the board uh, of different models so um, you know when when we're at these shows it's down to the consumer who they they purchase with uh, but the three retailers you know uh, it's great to be working with them again at the show and um, great to see them to be honest yeah absolutely and, and you've got a fantastic stand here by the way it looks great um, lots going on as you say there's been um, quite a few demonstrations going on and things like that um, with buying trends I mean are you seeing it's mirrorless I mean, I know you mentioned lenses earlier, but um, what, what, what's, what's been the main thing? Yeah, uh, another good question. So uh, we're seeing a lot of people return to lens, lenses, upgrading their lenses yep. and so on. So uh, obviously that's encouraging that people have bought bodies over time. Mm. Uh, people are uh, upgrading still from a7 II to a7 III. You know, it's a fantastic camera that for a number of years now has been a very popular camera, yeah. not just in the UK and Ireland and Europe, but also further afield. Uh, so, some of the other podcasters on our on our pod really like those Sony's, so um, they can speak high. They speak very highly. Again, still the A7 III, you know, it's 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 fit for purpose. It's still, you know, very fast autofocus, great sensor coverage, superb hybrid camera for stills and video. So you know, whether it's run and gun or it's your main wedding camera yeah. or your main studio camera, you know, and now of course compared to when it first came out, you're saving yourselves. Yeah, you know, certainly at the show with a few hours to go, a good a good few hundred quid. So, um, you know, it's it's still a very popular camera. And then you've got video um, integration as well into workflow. So that's really important. You've probably seen a number of video-centric products released from Sony, like the ZV-1, the ZV-10, the A7S III, the FX3, yeah, yeah. all video-focused. So that's obviously really important to us as well as stills. So we're now starting to see a lot of stills photographers uh, come to the come to the range and also filmmakers, content creators. So you know, you just look around you in the show there's so many content creators in fact that's the word now isn't it it is creator are we even allowed to call ourselves photographers anymore i don't know yeah i've got I, today i was talking to somebody and i called them a content creator and they said no i'm a photographer i said but <laughs> do you use video as well yes i do well you're creating content, content i'm yeah. sorry but that's what you are called now uh, it's the way of the world isn't it that's <laughs> the way it's going um have you have you i mean has there been a lot of i mean i know today is kind of student day isn't it technically although I have seen quite a few pros here today um, have you found it like you say pros coming back buying new lenses have you seen a lot of amateurs a lot of new people buying their first camera as well uh, absolutely and the talks and demonstrations have been pretty much filled with those type like me I'm an enthusiast photographer I'm, I'm I work for Sony I I, I I talk about the kit and I demonstrate the kit. I don't spend as much time as I do doing that, playing with the kit. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and I just love documenting my family. So, you know, those real life stories, actually people can re relate to because that's what kind of thing they want. So it's a good balance to be honest. There's good, there's good, visibility of the, the pro here yeah. uh, and also the talks that we do we're trying to tier them so they're appealing to you know all types of uh, abilities in, in the photography world rather than pigeonholing people in saying oh well this is high-end sports and you don't need to watch this because you're not high-end sport yeah. we try and get away from that so when we've uh, asked our ambassadors and content creators to put content together it's actually look throw some lifestyle stuff in show us what you do when you're not yeah. on a 
a helicopter over Silverstone <laughs> for the FIA taking photo, official photographs yeah. in Formula One for, for the organizers. So what yeah. do you do in your spare time? Yeah. And I think that really touches people because they get it. Oh, this, this person's actually like us trying to get the same kind of look. Yeah. So it's photography for us mere mortals, basically, is what we're saying. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, the, 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 the photography gear we have is, 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 is anybody can reach out and, and try it and uh, it can fit any type of workflow. Whether you're starting out, you're an enthusiast, you're an amateur, professional, filmmaker, whatever. It's, uh, I think that's what's quite appealing about Sony. Yeah, yeah, I, I, and I'd agree with that. I think it, because Sony is, is a brand that everyone knows anyway, not necessarily for camera manufacturing, but also for lots of other things. So I'd imagine that's a good pool for people to come to you for cameras uh, because they know the brand. It's a very well-trusted brand. I mean, you know, I, I won't buy a hi-fi that isn't a Sony one, basically, because, um, and it's through, it's, yeah, it's through audio. I mean, this mic that I'm using now is a Sony one. So it has that quality and I'd imagine that's a good thing for you guys to, to, to sort of pull people into the camera market. Yeah, I, I agree and what it is, you know, we have a, a huge amount of talented engineers and, 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 you know, you look around the stand, the team here, it's the first time we've all come together for a long time for obvious reasons and, and since the last photography show and it's an absolute breath of fresh air to be able to listen and, and work with, you know, experienced experts and so on. And I think that runs through the whole, the whole chain of our business is that we're able to, you know, take the, the best out of what we do and and have you know cross value across different product categories and, and bring out you know I've just done a, an, a, a presentation where we talk about all the latest technology is in-house it's Sony technology yeah. to get that native system autofocus for example is using in-house tech mm. so but what we're trying to do is actually show you how that tech works because we take it for granted don't we yes. we, we press yes. the shutter we take the shot the eyes in focus brilliant move on but actually we don't even think do we um, What's what actually goes on? Yeah, what are those behind. linear motors doing? What are what's how does that green box go on the eye so quickly? How can I shoot 50 million pixels at 30 frames per second? You know, we just do it. So it's 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 great that we're able to communicate that to to the visitor. But you know, to get to that level, we we've, we've got some very talented people in the business that, that obviously create that. Excellent stuff. Um, finally, then, um, what's next? Is there any any? I know it's a bit of a cheeky question. This one I've been asking everyone. Any any sort of little exclusive you can give us? Anything that's going to come down the line? No. no. <laughs> uh, what I can tell you though is we are still looking at returning to face-to-face -face events. We've got a number of books that have already sold out. Not so much right. trade shows, but uh, experience days, workshops. We can find more information out on our Alpha Universe Stroke um, event site and also our retailers as well. So we do predominantly a lot of consumer events through our retailers. So look at their websites where you can, you know, take this fantastic show. Uh, feel uh, into lo more localized, more personalized uh, events where you can try a kit out and, and again you might even save yourself some money so other than that, no I can't <laughs> Fair enough, you got to try, I mean I'm no journalist but I still know you got to try Well thanks again Mark for taking the time to, to see me today, I know you guys have been really busy and it's now pack up time I think <laughs> isn't it and I think Mark's looking forward to a well well yeah. deserved beer right? Yeah uh, uh, more importantly seeing my family and my kids so, Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I can understand that. Well, thanks again, Mark, and uh, all the best for the rest of the day. Thank you very much. All the best. So there it is. That was my time at the photography show and the video show. I hope you guys enjoyed it um, and found it interesting. Um, I, the overwhelming vibe I got from it was that people were pleased to be there. People were pleased to do what they do, uh, seeing the end users demonstrating cameras and, of course, other video and photography equipment. Um, so, yeah, I was really pleased and I just loved the vibe there. 
Anyway, I'm going to say cheerio. I'm going to go and check and make sure that the uh, the firmware software is up to date on my R6. And I look forward to speaking to you guys um, at the next episode. Bye for now.